thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're with us today for Jesus the Heater. We have been on such a good series. Yes. We're teaching. We're teaching on something that so, is so critical to our faith life, and it's called this, walking in love. Yes. Walking in love. Amen. Go back, watch previous episodes, because we have said so much in previous episodes, we don't have time to restate, but we don't want you to miss yes. what we've already taught on this. Uh, people are... We, you know, we need our faith every day. We need our faith working every day, right? Um, we need it for our bodies, for our homes, our businesses, our children, our families, our marriage. We need, we need our faith working. And uh, since we need our faith working, uh, we need to have to understand something in connection with faith. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing. And hearing, not just hearing anything, but hearing the Word of God. So you can't just hear any old person talk about religious things and think faith is coming if it's not in line with the Word, right? So it comes by hearing and it hearing rightly what the Word of God is saying. Um, faith comes that way. So you don't have to pray for it. It comes by what we hear of what God says. Um, but notice in Galatians chapter five, verse six, it says, but faith works by love. So notice this, faith comes by hearing, but it works by love. Faith can come, but if we're not walking in love, the faith that has come isn't working. So if we say we're interested in our faith life, we also have to say I'm interested in my love walk because my faith cannot, uh, my faith cannot work beyond my love walk. Yeah, that's right. So you can feed and feed and feed and feed your faith, but if we're not feeding our love walk, yes. right. our faith that we're feeding isn't going to work. Amen. 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 So faith works by love. So if we say we're faith people, we also have to say we're love people. Yes. And that's not simply confession. That is a command yeah. to walk by. <laughs> Amen. That we walk with the love of God dominating us, leading us. And if you're born again, the love of God's on the inside of you. God expects us because he's empowered us to walk using his own love. We don't even have to supply the love. He supplied the love. So we love people with his love that's in us. We don't have to conjure up a love of our own to love people with, but we draw on his love that's on the inside of us. Amen. And uh, if our love walk is interrupted, our faith is interrupted. Right. Amen. That's true. Yeah. Amen. So we need to make sure we're walking in love. Uh-huh. Amen. Yes. Dad Hagen, who was our spiritual father for decades, he made this statement, I count more on my love walk to keep me healthy 
than on my confessions of faith. Meaning this, you can make confessions of faith, but if we're not walking in love, those confessions of faith are falling, they're they're useless. They're useless. And because our faith isn't working without love being in place. Dad Hagen also said this, if symptoms show up in my body, the first place I check is my love walk. Meaning I don't just start throwing confessions of the word at those those symptoms. I first check, did I do something to open the door to this? How do we open the door to sickness? Well, we step outside of love's territory onto sin's territory. One step outside of love is a step into sin. And when we get on sin's territory, the devil has a right to attack us. Amen. So that's what we've been, some of what we've been stating in previous episodes. On the on the episode previous to this episode, we started talking and reading out of Proverbs chapter three. So we want to go back there again and go further today. Proverbs chapter three and verse 11. It reads, my son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. Look at that. Don't get weary of his correction. Don't develop a bad attitude towards being corrected. Don't become tired of dealing with yourself (laughs) because the correction that God gives us is for us to deal with something of ourselves. Don't get weary of dealing with yourself because for the rest of our life, something needs changing. Amen. And that's a positive. That's how we advance. Amen. So it says, uh, neither be weary of his correction. Now notice this. Uh, It doesn't say neither be weary of his condemnation. He doesn't condemn us. So if you're under condemnation, that's not the correction of God. That's not how God's dealing with you. Condemning you, pushing you down, making you feel uh, less than. Pointing to faults and failures all the time. That's not, that's not the correction of God. But notice it says, and we're going to talk about more of what does his correction look like? Because most people really misunderstand how God corrects them, but we're going to address that. So stick around. So it says, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction for whom the Lord loves. He corrects. Now notice this correction is a flow of the love of God. If we resist that flow, we're resisting the love of God. When we resist the love of God, we're going to suffer for it. The correction he shows us is not so that he can point to something bad in us. It's so he can bring us into something greater. And what we're, listen, I've said this to my congregation in pastoring for 25 years. I would say this often to them. It's not what we're doing right that's hurting our life. Mm -hmm. It's what we're doing wrong. So when somebody shows me what I'm doing wrong, that's a kindness to me. I welcome that because if I don't correct that, I'm giving place for for my life to keep being troubled. And I don't want that. Amen. So uh, the way the Lord shows one way, one flow of his love, how many of you know healing is a flow of his love? Yes. Yes. Victory is a flow of his love. Yes. Just sending Jesus is a, was a flow of his love. Yes. Uh, peace is a flow of his love. Mm-hmm. Joy, a flow of his love. All, there are all these outflows of the love of God. Um, but correction is a flow of his love. And we can't pick and choose which flow we'll participate in. We take it all. We take it all. Why? Because all of it will bless us. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9 
It reads, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us and we gave them reverence, meaning we honored them in that flow of correction. Mm -hmm. How did we honor it? We responded rightly. Yes. We took the correction. We implemented the correction that our parents gave us. Right. Right? right? We honored that. I was talking in the previous episode, my mother taught us how to respond to correction. Mm -hmm. yes. That if we, sh after she corrected us, disciplined us, uh, if we got a spanking or some other thing, some other way of correcting us, she would teach us what our response was. Yes. We couldn't have a bad attitude. We couldn't throw a fit. We couldn't stand there and cry for 30 minutes. I mean, she would spank us at times and then, and then you know, she'd start, we'd be crying. She'd say, stop it. Stop the crying. You're not going to give way to your emotions and feelings. Nope, we're done with that. This thing's over. You're not going to carry it on. I say when it ends and it ends now. That's so that you don't have an attitude. And she never, my mother, this is the way she was. She did not send us out of the room to our bedroom. She said, you're going to stay here and look at me. <laughs> Why? Because she knew the last thing we wanted to do when we were in trouble was look at her. Right. <laughs> she says, why would I send you into another room so you can sit and think unlovely thoughts about yeah. me? Oh, that's good. That's good. She said, no, you're going to stay here. No, I love you. and We're going to have us a good time now that we got this straightened out. Right? right? Any, you, you know, you do you, but I'm just saying that's how mother did us. Yes. And she taught us how to respond rightly. So we didn't carry a bad attitude and we were not allowed to, if I could say this, harbor ill feelings yeah. toward her. She wouldn't let that. She'd deal with us. She'd call us out on that. She'd say, you're living in my house. I paid for this house. The food you eat is mine. I paid for that. All the, all the clothes you wear, your daddy and I, we paid for that. And you got a bad attitude about something that, that belongs to us that we're letting you partake of. Oh, mother, brother, she would straighten you out, mother and brother. She would straighten you out. You have to be taught what right thinking is. So here it said we had fathers in our flesh of our flesh, which corrected us. See, if, if a parent isn't correcting a child, something's wrong in the way they're loving that child. That's right. Amen. That's right. They might love that child, but they're not loving them as they ought right. if they won't correct them. Amen. We have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence. What's that mean? We responded yes. to that correction rightly. Yes. We, didn't, we didn't get a bad attitude about them. We honored them for dealing with us, for taking the time yes to invest in us through correction. You know what? God gives us pastors and they do the same thing. Yes. That God will give them the, the word of God to preach to us. And as they preach that word and bring it to us in love, that word will correct us. And we need to say, thank God I have a pastor who tells me the truth and doesn't leave me like he found me. When you love someone, you don't leave them the way they were. You don't call them right when they're not right. One of the one one of the things I've never, I, I love my children. I have my, my husband and I have two sons and uh, I love my children, but I didn't call them right when they weren't right. I don't care that you are my flesh and blood. If you did wrong, you're wrong and I'll call you wrong. That's the love of God. That's the love of God. The love of God doesn't side in with wrong just because they're my flesh. Amen. So it says here again in Hebrews 12, verse nine, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us and we gave them reverence. Yes. So we responded rightly. Mm -hmm. Shall we not much rather be in subjection under the father of spirits and live? Look at this. Wow. 
our long life is connected to how we respond mm -hmm. to his correction. Wow, that's so good. Many yeah, times people, good. their lives are shortened simply because they refuse to make the changes God dealt with them about making. He knew that those, he knew that those needed changes were an open door to the devil. Yes. And because they would not close the door to the devil, he tries to help them. Sometimes some people's lives have been shortened because they wouldn't listen. That's right. So that's what it says. Shall we not much rather be in subjection under the father of spirits? Listen, he's talking about us. We are, our human spirit came from him and he's yes. the father of us. Right. Yes. And just as we would give proper reverence to our earthly father, how much more we give proper reverence to our heavenly father right. and right. notice the outcome of reverencing his correction, long life. Yes. Yes. Amen. That's right. Long life, life yes. worth living too. Amen. 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 Instead of being stiff necked or offended at correction, we should be grateful. Yes. Right. Now I will say this, all correction might not feel good at the moment. Right. There have been times that God's corrected me and it grieved my spirit that he even had to deal with me about that. Well, it, yeah. didn't, it didn't grieve me that he dealt with me. Right. It grieved me that he had to deal with yeah, me about right. that, yeah. that I didn't deal with it right. first. And so sometimes, I mean, it grieves my, my human spirit, not the Holy Spirit, but my own spirit was grieved yes. that I had missed it. Yes. Yes. And uh, it doesn't feel good when we miss it. Right. I mean, on the inside, it doesn't feel good when we miss it, but I'm so grateful. Yes. You know, there, were, there was a time, oh my goodness, it would have been back in my early 30s. It's uh, 30 years ago almost 30 years ago now, God gave me a dream. And in this dream, he showed me dying prematurely. Mm -hmm. God wasn't sentencing me to die prematurely. Right. He was showing me if I keep going and doing or leaving, it's more leaving undone mm -hmm. some of the things he'd been dealing with me about that I would end up dying prematurely. Mm -hmm. He showed me that as a correction to rescue me. Right. That was not an easy thing that I saw, but I was so grateful he yes. showed it. Amen. Right. Amen. So we should be grateful even when something isn't easy right. on even it hurt our hearts uh, yeah. in the yeah. sense of it, it grieved our hearts that we had missed it that much. Yeah. And so instead of being stiff necked or offended at correction, we should be grateful. Right. Amen. Yeah. My son, uh, my youngest son, whenever he was probably about six years old, he was very, both of my sons were easy to correct, both of them. My oldest son was so busy. He was, oh my goodness, he was wheels on in motion all the time. <laughs> busy doesn't mean bad. Right. So he was busy all the time, but he was easy to correct. My youngest son was laid back. He was more easygoing, but he was also easy to correct. Mm -hmm. But I remember one time my youngest son, I had spanked him when he was little. And, uh, you know, I talked to him about, after I spanked him, we're not going to stand there and cry and throw a fit. Uh-uh, we're not doing that. You, you, get a, you get yourself under control quick. Yes. Yeah. Right. Because if you don't get yourself under control, we're not done. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, That's right. And so uh, he, I told him, I said, I'm going to give you, you know, two spankings or whatever. And I said, and when we're done, you're not going to stand there and cry. We're, we're done. And so, uh, and so I'd spanked him and he put his hands on his backside and you can see he's fighting back the tears. You know, he's trying to keep them down. That's right. You keep them down. That's right. You keep your flesh down. That's exactly right. You have to train your children, keep your flesh down. 
Well, that's suppressing their feelings. That's exactly right. That's exactly right because I'm letting their heart take the lead, not their feelings take the lead. You train them in that. And so uh, he was, you know, he's trying to be a big boy in that. And he's pushing back those tears. You know, he's trying to be big and he's pushing back those tears. That's right. That's good right there. That's good. You push that on back, push that on back. And, and he grabbed his backside and he's pushing back those tears. And he said so sweetly, he said, Mama, thank you for keeping me straight. I tell you what, that should be our response to God. Thank you for keeping me straight because you're rescuing me from a wrong path. You're rescuing me from the wrong thing. You're rescuing me from something that would injure my life. Here this verse teaches us he's rescuing us from a shortened life when he corrects us. If we'll take the correction, show reverence to it. Amen. His correction is a manifestation of his love. It's, it's one way he protects us. People, don't you want God to protect your life? Yeah. Well, he doesn't just protect your life by putting an invisible shield. I, listen, I believe there is a, an invisible yes. shield around us, yes. but if we're going to violate the shield, yes. if we're not going to listen to him, if we're going to step out beyond what he tells us to do, he can't protect us. Right. You know, if there's a stove that's hot in your house and you tell your babies, don't touch that, that's hot. If they're not going to listen to you and they touch that, you're not, that wasn't your way of teaching them, but they're going to, they're going to feel, uh, they're going to feel that they step past that correction. Well, even so, when we don't listen to the correction, we feel it. God doesn't want us to feel it. Amen. He wants us to listen to him so that he can keep us safe. So one way of keeping us safe is correcting us. Amen. If we declare that the power of God's keeping me safe, then we have to listen to correction. (laughs) We must be clear though on how God corrects. He doesn't correct us through evil. He doesn't correct us through tragedy. He doesn't correct us through heartache and heartbreak and bad things happening. He does not have any participation in sending anything that that is troubling to correct you. Yes, amen. That's right. Now don't misunderstand me. When bad things happen, we can get a lesson from it. Right? We can learn what not to do just by by bad things that may try to happen or do happen. It's, but that's not God's way right. of correcting right. or teaching us. Amen. I mean, people in the world accuse God of all kinds of, of evil. Yeah. You know, even your insurance form will say acts of God, right. talking about whether it's fires, storms, or something like that. And they'll call it acts of God uh, because it's so ingrained in wrong thinking of this world that God had something to do with something yeah. harmful. And he didn't. Uh, People will think, you know, if you don't obey God, he'll kill you. No, he won't kill you. (laughs) Where's he? How's he going to kill you? How does life kill you? That's true. Amen. So good. He can't. Um, He's life. He's not death. Yes, that's right. And and so he sickness and he doesn't send sickness and disease and tragedy on somebody that disobeys. When people disobey, he was trying to rescue them. Right. Amen. Amen. Uh, God isn't the one causing or, or using any of these things. Now, like I said, we can still learn from them. If we step past his word or step past something that he, that he's trying to stop us from doing, he can't, he can't help us. You say, well, he's God. He can do anything. Not if you, not if you resist. Amen. That's right. 
right. Amen. Amen. How does God correct us? How does God teach us? One way through His Word. Yes. yes. Amen. He corrects us with words. Yes. Amen. With words. Yes. Now, Proverbs chapter 1, and I'm going to take a few moments here and read through some scriptures. So follow along with us. Proverbs chapter 21, verse 11. The Amplified Classic Translation says, When the scoffer is punished, the fool gets a lesson in being wise. What's that mean? You can watch when somebody mocks correction, watch what happens to them. And you'll get a lesson. (laughs) My mother would use that all the time when we were out in public and you'd see somebody misbehave. Mother would take that opportunity to teach us. And instruct us so that so that we didn't do what they did. That's right. That that that's scriptural. You're not being critical of someone. You're not judging them. You're taking a lesson. (laughs) Amen. When the scoffer is punished, the fool gets a lesson in being wise. Mm -hmm. But men of godly wisdom and good sense learn by being instructed. I don't want I don't want to learn the hard way. I want to learn just by somebody telling me. I don't want to have to experience that situation. Just tell me and go. That's enough. Have you ever had I've done I did this years ago. I I, I sensed stop doing this. I grew (laughs) past this. But sometimes you would sense on the inside of you, don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't say this. And you go, well, I don't know why I can't do that. It's not wrong. It's not bad. And you do it and then something else ended yeah, up happening. Right. And you go, I should have listened. Yes. See, what's that mean? I should have listened to words. But people will yes. say many times, well, I don't know why I can't. So they go ahead and step right. past right. that leading right. of those words. Right. And then they find out why. Yeah. A wise man doesn't have to see the incident before he believes the words. That means wisdom will learn by just being instructed. You just have to, you know, I remember um, I was on a, I was flying home from a a preaching uh, um, engagement years ago. And there was a a, a person traveling that was on the same flight with me and um, a, a ministry friend. And as we got on the plane that morning and they asked, you know, do you, would you like food? And they'd offered some food. And I said, no, thank you. And then I turned to the person that I was traveling with and I said, when I woke up this morning, God said, don't eat any of, eat any of the food on that plane. No. What was he trying to show? Evidently something was wrong with the food, yes. right. whether I'd get food poisoning or something. So I said it to that person and they said, then I'm not eating either. Yes. See, what did they do? They learned by just hearing words. Yes. They didn't say, well, God didn't say that to me. Yeah. No, I'm just going to hear good words that came from God and I'm going to take them. Amen. Amen. So when people scoff at or don't listen to instruction, they get in trouble and they learn the hard way. Some people just have to learn the hard way because they won't listen. We've all done it at some point in our life, but it's a difficulty for a parent to sit back and watch their child have to learn the hard way. My husband used to say through his almost 50 years of ministry, he said, I've seen some people who had to go all the way to the bottom before they learned. God didn't take them to the bottom, but because they would, they were not, they weren't teachable. Yeah, that's true. 
they would not learn by words. They had to learn by taking the steps that led to the difficulty. And, uh, but a wise person listens to instruction and they, they avoid difficulty, avoid trouble. They learn the easy way. So we can learn in this life, the easy way or the hard way. The easy way is learned by just hearing words. The hard way is to learn by having to experience the incident. Amen. 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 If you're wise, you'll just watch somebody who did it the hard way and say, I'm not doing it the hard way. I'm not going the hard way. I'm going to turn into a better listener every day. Every day I purpose to be a better listener. Amen. Uh, Proverbs chapter eight, verse 33 and 34. And this is the Amplified Classic Translation. It says, hear instruction and be wise. What's this mean? Uh, you can just be wise by listening. If you won't just listen, you're not going to, you're not going to experience wisdom. Hear instruction. You know, don't read through these passages and Proverbs lightly. You know, it's, there's, there's so much in these. Hear instruction. That means be teachable and be wise and do not refuse or neglect it. Sometimes you can hear it, but neglect it. Sometimes you didn't push back against it. You just failed to implement it. You neglected putting something in place. So hear instruction and be wise and do not refuse or neglect it. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who listens to me. Listen to that. I listen to God. You need to say that I'm a listener. I'm teachable. I listen to God. Amen. It's a choice. It's a decision. Don't go by your feelings. Amen. Proverbs 19 and verse 20, the Amplified Classic Translation says, hear counsel, receive instruction and accept correction. Yes that you may be wise in the time to come. Notice correction is for what's to come. That's right. Amen. Not, it is for right now, but it's also preparing you yes. so that in the time to come, you will, you will avoid trouble, yes. hardship, yes. difficulty. Yes. Amen. Amen. So notice again, it says, hear counsel, receive instruction mm-hmm. and accept correction. Notice all of these hearing, ins- hearing counsel, receiving instruction, mm-hmm. number three, accepting correction. This is all words. That's right. Amen. Every bit of it's words. Yeah, that's right. If you'll do that, words will protect you and make you wise so in the days ahead, yes. the time to come. Amen. Amen. Well, we've got more to say. My goodness, I got 71 pages of notes on this. We're only on page, what is that, 26. We got more to go. Will I get through it all? We'll see. But we do have this book called Love the Great Quest. And this is some of the things we're teaching out of this book. We invite you, get your copy. Go to DufresneMinistries.org or JesusTheHealer.org and you can order your copy there. And until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. Love is to lead and govern us, and we are to make it our quest to pursue the way love leads. Victories await us as we learn to walk in the truths of divine love found in this book by Nancy Dufresne. Order Love, The Great Quest now at DufresneMinistries.org.
This is Pastor Nancy Dufresne inviting you to join us in Murrieta, California at World Harvest Church for our annual Holy Ghost meetings. The dates are January the 5th through the 10th. We're inviting everyone to go to our website at DufresneMinistries.org and register. We look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. In this series, How to Keep Your Healing by Nancy Dufresne, learn how to skillfully stand your ground against the enemy's strategies and enjoy your total victory. Order now at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.